Are we good? Still good? Oh, we're recording. I don't know. Are we? Do we want to start? There it is. Okay. (laughs) What's up, and welcome to opening day edition of the Big Ten and Rich podcast, episode ninety-seven. Something open today? What opened today? Baseball, man. This is the part. This is the part where Richard's going to talk about what he watches because me and you don't watch it. <laughs> no, I was just that, that was all I was going to say. I mean, I watch other people talk about it sometimes. Yeah, it was nice to work and watch my Braves play uh, from my uh, sofa table that's behind yeah. my sectional. That's what I bought it for, and it's just lovely to do that. I know it sounds hey. weird. Sofa table life. It's probably better if I had a visual to explain what's going on with that. It's like basically a bar behind my my sectional in my living room. So I can work without having to like sit on the couch or lay on the couch it's and the watch simple, TV. It's the simple things in life. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Off to a weird start, but... <laughs> As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Big Ten Rich. Yeah, you can. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Podbean, subscribe, rate, all that good nonsense. And <laughs> fellas, so we just want to get right into it. Let's dive in. Well, I dove in some donuts this weekend. Oh. <laughs> Beast Park. One of the better donut places, I'll uh, concur. I know both of you guys have talked about it a few times on the podcast, um, but now I'm the uh, I can I can be the third third party here and say yes, I agree. It's one of the better places here in Nashville. My wife and I and my daughter all enjoyed their donuts. Coffee was good too. Can't coffee but. That's the one thing I got to give them credit for above other like donut places here in Nashville. It's their coffee is really, really good. They got a good everything, but I, I, I can't say that I've had a better donut here before, like in Nashville. Uh, it's yeah. hard to say, man. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think so. Like no, I've had some donuts at some one off places like Husk. Like I've been to brunch at like Husk and Marsh House where they've had like pastries and stuff. But to me, Although, I mean, one, you're paying a lot more per donut or something like that, and it's right. on some bougie-ass, like, pastry tray. Which Does it count, though? Does that no, count? That's, what, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't really count because it's not a donut oh, place. It's not even a pastry place. It's just like, you know, Now, I will say Status Dough. Is that right? Is it Status yeah. Dough? Down the street, they make really good traditional donuts, but it's still, like, the old school, the old-fashioned donuts, they're, they're really good, but still it's not even... These <sighs> parts got the package. They've got everything. Yeah. They got the, the the sweet and the savory stuff. But yeah, just, just their donuts. So I don't think they there's not really much better donuts in Nashville. I've had like Tommy and Johnny's really popular right now. They don't even have they don't have their own spot. Like you got to go pick them up from places. And I tried their I think peach fritters they had over the summer. And granted, I mean they were good, but like everybody's like fiending over them on Instagram, and it's like. I, I tried one and I'm like, you know what? An apple fritter or whatever from East Park is about the same. I yeah. don't know what the big 
Liz, but I feel like East Park is probably the closest to district that we can yeah. get here in Nashville. I mean, as far as like good quality and the variety uh, and variety how good the variety is, is plus good coffee. District is just on, on another level because they are very creative. I will say this about about East Park. East Park has some solid donuts that stay in rotation. Yeah, and they don't go too outside the box. No, but they, they only, only do have, good and they stick with They maybe only have four to five that they change up where where if we're gonna compare them to district, district is just like they might have crazy. Two. They might day. have two they keep consistently and everything else changes, yeah. So so East Park's more of a is a safer bet where you're gonna get the same thing every time where district what I like so much about district is is they take chances with everything that they do. Yeah, that's the thing with district. The big appeal is like, what am I going to have? What are they going to come up with this week yeah. or, th- or this yeah. day that you never had before, or something that you know is very rare? Like they'll have some something wild, but like once a year, twice a year. Where if you walk into East Park, you're going to go, none of these donuts <coughs> look appealing to me at all. I'm going to go with the the, the old faithful brioche dipped in chocolate you know yeah they don't they don't go like with super flashy presentations and stuff like that but the thing is like everything is like really good it's really good really good Their, um, strawberry not, donut had a peep on it though i'll give them a little little credit for oh, nice. creativity <laughs> but you know a lot of a lot of donut shops around town like they're literally just cookie cutter ass donut places with different names all yeah. the donuts look the same basically taste the same that's not yeah. Not what East Park is. I mean, they they put a lot of effort the into their donuts. Flavoring, yeah, the flavor of all the donuts I ate were really really good. Oh yeah, like that's the thing. Like anything that has like vanilla has spe- specks of vanilla bean in it. Yeah. Like the maple frosting on the maple bacon, you can taste the bourbon. You can taste the maple, and it's not. Yeah, the like, maple bacon. It's not fake maple bits. either. It's not. It's not maple. Not maple flavoring. Yeah. You can taste maple syrup, and so it's like. They they put real ingredients in it and, and it's like 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 Seth said like the presentation's humble but the taste is really good yeah and they do yeah, have a lot was... of coffee offerings which some places like if you go to like uh, Five Daughters or something they got a lot of different donuts now and stuff but their coffee is just kind of meh well the Five Daughters is a good place but the fl- like I feel like the flavor in in East Park is just like way above theirs. And like you said, coffee is... They're hit or miss. I've I've had some that were like really out of this world, and I've had some that are just like, it's good, you know, but it was like maybe overly sweet or too much of that buttercream stuff they put in there, so... Well, we had the one that was, uh, that kind of got me, I knew the maple bacon was going to go as soon as I got it, and I was looking at it, I was like, oh man, this is going to be like the little bacon pieces and everything. Yeah. And, uh, but the passion fruit one, was the one that surprised me the most. Sounds it was good. just so different, and flavor was on point. Uh, and then, not to mention the uh, the uh, the sausage. Uh, people uh, want to say pinwheel, but it's it, not. Looks, pinwheel. It, look, it looks like a pinwheel, though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like a, a version of a pinwheel. It's like <clears> a savory <throat> breakfast roll. It's pretty good, especially. Um, you know, with the the in the sauces inside of it, really good. Never tried their never tried their biscuits though. That's the one thing I've never had. The only knock that I would say is it took a little long to get. Um, my wife got like a specialty drink, and it took like 
It took a minute to get it. We were probably there waiting for like 20 minutes to get it. What time did you go? Uh, we were probably like probably around 11. No, it was like between 10 and 11. It was pretty busy though. But yeah. but yeah, like nobody yeah, was probably. waiting in front of us. You know what I mean? Like nobody was waiting. Like we were the only ones waiting. And then everybody else was like behind us. Well, the other thing too you got to think about is like right now there's with the to go orders. There's still a lot of people that are doing to go orders and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't so. even wait in line anymore unless I'm like meeting somebody there. <laughs> I always just go and pick up because it's they they have an app that's super easy to use and you just pick it up on the way there. Yeah, so that's all I'm saying. Like, kind of be mindful because like a lot of people are still doing um, online ordering, and sometimes even if you can go in so inside to order somewhere. Like, it might even be quicker just to order the damn thing online. Yeah. Because I think over the pandemic, they're so used to, like, accommodating to the online orders first because they have so many of them. Mm-hmm. And then just getting your damn – picking your food up like you're like you're going to go and eating it there. If they're even letting people eat there yet, I don't know if they are. They're not. not. If we had to – everybody was to go. Yeah. Yeah, um, they had what their – What did she get? Did she get, like, a, a, a coffee drink or something? It was their whatever the honey bee or something like oh, that. Oh man, that one's fire. Yeah, it was good. I love that one, man. That one, that's the that's as far as like the, the the specialty drinks. That's one of the ones I like the most. Yeah, but really cool place. Um, highly recommend. Gonna go back soon. I didn't get to go to Joyland after we were kind of full from from that, even though we were at the right time frame because Joyland didn't open till eleven. Um, so I was really wanting to, but I was like, ah, maybe next time. Well, I'm not going to say you made a mistake. Power Joyland, Joyland wasn't open for breakfast? That's weird. It, it said it was open at 11. This was on a, was a Saturday or Sunday. That's weird. Sunday. They're, they're always open. That's, that's strange. Yeah. Was something changed? Was it, was it the lobby doesn't open till 11 or was it no orders, no takeout orders? Or anything like that. No, I didn't go like there. It just had it online, so I might, it might not be accurate. It just said that on on online that they were open at eleven, so I didn't like try to go Look there. In. Yeah, okay, oh, that's just weird. I don't know. That's we drove by there because after we left, we went over just to the park just to eat real quick. Yeah, over at East Park, and um, like I got to see it. There wasn't really anybody there. Um, but then when we left, we noticed there was people like going in. So I don't know. That's all. Huh. Yeah, because I know uh, whenever I go to Joyland, I, like I don't even try to eat in at Joyland because I'm always like it's gonna be busy as hell. So I just just do the curbside pickup. Well, they did. Just, they they think just recently opened up their their dining room again. So yeah, I'm wondering if it's a type of deal where it's the dining room opens at 11. Possibly, and it may be curbside until then. Yeah, cause I'll say we've been getting getting breakfast. We got breakfast multiple times on Saturday and Sunday over the last several months. And so, but open. yeah, it's a definitely definitely a place you need to go check out. Yeah. Speaking of places to check out, Kenny, you got another restaurant that you went to this weekend. Yeah, we went to uh, Emmy Square in Green Hills because uh, I felt like looking at a couple places. I like looking at the home. I don't, man, I don't care. I like looking at the home stuff. So I like looking at the fancy home stuff that I don't ever purchase. But I like looking at it, to touching it. 
talking about, you know, hey, I'd buy this if, you know, I made like fifty thousand more dollars a year. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to look at. But since we're in the area, I wanted to find somewhere to eat that uh, was in that area, somewhere we hadn't been. And Emmy Square is out of New York, which they're called that because they're known for like their square Detroit style pizzas, which looks a lot like a pan pizza, and it basically is. Um, I would love to tell you about it, but I didn't eat any pizza. Oh, not not for lack of trying. But I went outside of my nature and I didn't say anything. I feel I feel like a better person. So congratulations, I'm proud of you. So one of the main, well, but the other thing is it was it was a two part adventure. Like we were going there to try the pizza and we were going there to try the burger. Because their burger got a lot of traction in New York because they started serving pizza and the burger was kind of like a part time thing, but it was so popular they added it to the menu full time. So all of the, all of their restaurants now have burgers and pizza. All the time. And I got this cool thing called, it's something chopped beef. But it's basically like, if you imagine a cheesesteak, but instead of with sirloin, it has ground beef. So it's like a cheesy, sloppy joe kind of thing. Nice. Uh, and that's what Mindy got. And I just got their standard, I think it was the Emmy burger, uh, which is just, you know, two two patties of cheese and some kind of sauce and, and pickles <coughs> and grilled onions. But they make their own pretzel buns, and man, these things are fantastic. Big, I'm a big fan of pretzel buns, Dude, 100%. It was, I'll tell you what, their, their, their burger was fantastic. Now, the thing is, it, it was a higher-end price burger. It was, probably, it was probably priced a little higher than what it should have been. But was I disappointed? I didn't say, damn it, you know, I, I wasted money afterwards. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. What I, I wouldn't reg, I wouldn't go there on the regular. I would rather I would rather spend less money at pharmacy, like even for a, like a double burger. <clears throat> but it was still man, it was still super good. And they they have waffle fries, and they kind of you know how like some places have the fries, and they're kind of got that like batter, that seasoned batter on them. Yeah. Like kind of like a like like a Popeyes and like checkers and stuff. So it's kind of like that, but I've never had waffle fries like that. Hmm. Uh, but they were cooked. I mean, they were cooked really well, really crispy. Um, what else? Oh, so what happened? So we ordered burgers. Well, I ordered a burger, and she ordered that chopped uh, chopped beef or whatever it was called. Um, chopped cheese, I think, is what they called it. Uh, and we wanted to try one of the pizzas. It sounded really good, man. It had like pepperonis and pickled jalapenos and honey drooled on it. Oh, so well, I ordered I'll- it. I'm a big fan of honey, uh, spicy honey on pizza. Yeah, so, so I was like, man, that sounds good. That's gonna be a good combo. So she she listened when we ordered everything, but she 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 committed one of my cardinal sins, and it, and it really bothers me. And, I'm, and I know <laughs> that like servers, like they want to just like kind of show like they can remember everything, right? Oh no, she didn't write shit down, right? So they bring the burgers out and bring out Ashton's fries and everything. So we're eating and stuff, and I'm like. Okay, you know, some people, some places are mindful. They like they'll they'll won't bring everything out at one time, but then like it just never came out. And it's kind of a good really? thing because it got to, it got to the point to where I was like, I was like, I could eat some of that pizza, but I probably would only eat a little bit and take the rest home, and I really don't need to anyways. So I was like, fuck it, I just didn't say anything. And we didn't get. I was like, look, if we don't get charged for it, I'm not gonna say nothing. I don't really care that much. We'll just come back and try pizza some other time. Yeah. So I didn't say shit. We didn't get pizza. A little sad about it now, thinking back. But 
That's how it goes, man. I get I get I get weird I get weird service. The service industry doesn't like me very much. Oh, she's that's which, just which crazy. Whenever me, you, I, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say it leads me into the, the thing with the phone, and y'all will sit, y'all are gonna say, "Well, well, this is another." It's very very common, you know. It makes sense. So we order our phones, right? And I'm like, "Look, I work. I don't work that close to my house anymore." Last time we ordered a phone, I had them shipped to the house. As soon as I saw the FedEx guy, dropped them off. I left work, went to lunch, and got them. That's when we live like when I live like ten minutes from work. So now it's not as easy, and I get like maybe fifteen minutes worth of breaks at work now, anyways. Yeah. So I so I'd never be able to take a full break to even come back to come here. So AT and T has this cool service where, all right, you select the two hour time window. On any day, somebody's going to bring your phone out, and they'll do free setup for you and everything. If you got new service, if you got old service, they'll transfer you everything to your new phone. Uh, or, hey, you can just tell them that you don't want any of that, and they'll just do a nice little handoff, and you take care of it yourself. So they were supposed to bring both phones. I think it was like last Friday uh, from like 4 to 6, something like that. They never called. We just got a bunch of texts saying that they're on their way. They never showed up. Never called. Never nothing. Yeah. And then we had. Then we got forced to reschedule. They asked us like three times via text. You're so and so is running late. Do you want to reschedule? I'm like no. Okay, they'll be there as soon as possible. So then they just don't show up. So <laughs> the, the, the next, I forget what day it was, but so we had to reschedule. Maybe it was yesterday, day before yesterday. Same stuff happens, but finally one of the guys actually called. Said, yeah, I'm on the way. I'll be there in an hour, blah, blah, I have this phone. It's my phone. And I'm like, well, we had – I ordered two phones, so are they sending two different people? Two phones? Like, what's, like, what's going on? Like, He's like, no, I just got this – the, the Max. I was like, oh, okay, we had a, a smaller one. It's a white one, blah, blah, And he's like, yeah, no, I don't have that one. It must be somebody else. So the, whoever that somebody whoever that somebody else was never called. So, oh. I had to, so I had to reschedule her phone. Now it's supposed to come tomorrow between like four and six or six and eight. I mean I'm off, so it's not a big deal, but it's like annoying as hell. Every time that they didn't show up, nobody called. Yeah, I got I got I'd nothing. be so pissed, dude. I'm pissed and for I, you. The good thing is we weren't waiting for them. Like we weren't like, hey, we're not gonna do this until they show up. It was like on a weekday when like normally we would be home, so it wasn't a big deal. Friday I was already home, you know, but they never showed up. So it's just like, it's the service sounds great, but you know they gotta follow through. But I was like, man, it just it just, you, it, just uh, it just figures. Do you get any hookups? They hook you up with something? No, I'm not. You know, maybe just I'm letting just letting you go. Maybe I'm just growing out of the 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 Man, struggle. this is a new Kenny. I said, hey, Growing. I was like, if we get the phone, better, better we get the phone. Baby boy, growing before our eyes, he's turning into a big man, a big, big, strong man. Now, <laughs> now, if they don't bring her phone tomorrow, then oh yeah, yeah, it's back, back, back to the streets. <laughs> Release the kraken. Yeah, they call me. Because <laughs> her, phone, the thing is that we were like, okay, they didn't show up, not a big deal. Her phone case and all that stuff had hadn't made it here yet, anyways. 
but now it's here and like we can get everything set up. So I'm gonna need them to uh, to show up this time. I just want to ask you one question about the phone, Kenny. Mm Mm-hmm. How heavy is that damn 12 Pro Max? Uh, Well, the thing is, I was used to having my other one. Um, It's got to be the heaviest phone that I've ever picked up. It is not that much heavier than my other phone. So, But it's noticeable, right? I can feel it a little bit, but it's not not a big deal. And the thing is, it doesn't have a bigger screen than my other phone, but they slim down the rest of it, so it's actually only barely bigger than my old phone but with like a little bit bigger screen so i appreciated that i haven't used the camera yet that was the main reason why i got it but i didn't notice the screen screen, uh one thing that jumped out to me was the screen is is brighter than my other phone and everything is a little bit snappier and that 5g is crispy so i'm happy so far i've barely got to use it because i don't get to do anything at work but work so Tomorrow's going to be a fun day. Is that yeah. what you're telling me? See, see what it does tomorrow. Go. <laughs> I got the uh, the newer update. And I'll say this, that it, the newer update actually helped the phone, where a lot of times you hear that it doesn't. Uh, because before, my old Samsung phone, and, the, and my wife still has uh, the newest Samsung phone, like the functionality of it is faster and better. But the features and everything on the iPhone is is like top-notch. Well, the thing is, like, now with the new update, it's pretty close. What usually happens with the iPhones when they come out, a lot of times I think they definitely want to get them out at a certain time. So they may omit a few features, not purposely, well, yeah, actually kind of purposely, just so they can release the phone. And then you'll you'll notice, like, a couple, maybe a month or so later, they'll release, like, kind of like a major update to the operating system that'll, like, magically unlock stuff. Um, that you thought was going to be on the phone originally. And I think that's just, like I said, that's just so they can get it out on time yeah. and kind of buy some time while they do a little extra software work. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot better now, but at first I was like, hmm. But it's all <laughs> good now. So, some news, uh, was it today or yesterday? Actually, no. I was about to skip over some. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, man? You, uh, oh. your hobbies, uh, led you to a, uh, an adventure yeah, that you're proud of that you now have of Don Mattingly. An- yeah, another uh, item of Don Mattingly. It's pretty cool. Um, uh, Tops Baseball Cards does this thing. It's called Project 70. Uh, and what Project 70 is, is it takes, I've, I've said it before, but I'll just do it again in case people forgot. Um, they take old, uh, old baseball cards and they match it up with an artist and they have that artist kind of remake the card in their vision. Um, and I've gotten two other Don Mattingly's that are just older. This newer series that has come out. Uh, one of my favorite rappers actually designed a card for my favorite baseball player. So, of course, I had to go find that. What happened was, is Action Bronson designed a card for Don Mattingly. And so, this might be a dumb question, but how big of a yeah. Yankees fan is is Action Bronson? Oh, him and CeCe Sabathia are really good friends. Like, they work out at the same gym and everything. So, they're uh, he's really close to them. Former Nashville Sounds, CC yep. Sabathia. 
So it was really cool seeing that. um, It's pretty awesome. Uh, Found out randomly online someone someone had posted it, and I was like, I I have to have that. Is and the thing with it is, is if you if you go into earlier number in the series, the cards get more expensive. Mm. But as it tapers down, the cards get cheaper. So of course, I went with the cheaper because it was more important for me to just have the card than it was to have something worth some money. Oh, okay. How many were made, I guess, of this? Uh, I didn't look at an exact number. Okay. So I'm guessing probably somewhere in the hundreds, maybe thousands. Because the one I got wasn't, I mean, I maybe spent 20 bucks with shipping for yeah. it. And so, like, that's not know, bad for a that's not bad. collective like, what, item like that. Yeah, some were into like $150. And I was like, yeah, there's no way in hell. <laughs> I'm touching that. Like you said, you're more into the sentimental value, not the uh, actual value. Right. And maybe one day it will be worth something. But right now, it's just something that I have that's cool. That it's, like I said, it's my it's my favorite baseball player and one of my favorite rappers uh, kind of collab. The other one, I can't remember. the I, One of my cards was designed by Ben Baller, one of the Don Mattingly's I have. And I can't remember who designed the other Don Mattingly that I, I purchased. Man, uh, like I said um, earlier before we started the podcast, man, I've been hearing a lot of things that, like, cards are kind of back. Like, it's a very... Cards are back, but it's not in the sense where, like, growing up, how they were back for me and you. Yeah, yeah. It's no, more it like that. the autograph cards, the patch cards, and stuff like that that's really expensive. What yeah. I've... Those patch cards exclusive. are right now. Yeah, which I do have some Don Mattingly cards like that. Which may be worth something, but at the same time, they're more sentimental than they are anything. And yes, um, the signature cards you can get to now, they're signed, like, straight out the pack. And see, they've been doing that. People don't realize they've been doing that for a long time. So I've got some cards from, like, 2010 that were signed patch cards from Don Mattingly mm-hmm. that are pretty cool. And, like, I got some David Pollock and some other random Georgia players. Um <laughs> What was cool, what's cool now, and just to kind of sum it up, it's really big online for, a, let's say, I buy a, a case of cards that have 12 packs in it. This, mm-hmm. this case of cards cost me $400. Right. I will sell these packs off at whatever amount of piece <laughs> to make my money back. Plus a little, but I also get two packs out of it. Yeah, I'll go I get on, and I'll go online and each and sell packs and be like, "All right, this date online, I'm going to record myself opening your pack, and you'll see what you get, and I'll ship it to you." Oh, yeah, it's, oh, like, cool. a, it's like it's like a grown man surprise box, like what the kids do yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, and guys, it is. So oh God, much fun love to the watch. internet. <laughs> It's dude. It's super fun to watch. Well, because it's like a lottery. Like you never know what that person's gonna get. I can see how that'd be interesting. Like I've never bought a break. Like, they're called breaks. That's the other thing. They're not called what they should be called. They're called something completely different, and it's confusing as hell. But it's so much fun to watch. Oh, because you're breaking the case. Yes, and it's so like, dude, there's times where guys are like, "All right, this is so and so's pack. Mine's coming up next. Really excited about to see what I get." And they'll open it up for someone else, and they're like, "Yeah, this is ridiculous." Like, and like, there's only one autograph per pack per box, and it <laughs> always seems to be the pack before the guy who bought the box that has like the super rare card in it. And you're like, "Yep, oh, there goes that." Like, I've seen like 
so many people get like really cool rookies and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's just neat. Man, it's I cool used to hobby. be super into card collecting. I was oh, actually, totally I know nice. we talk Marvel a lot. I used to, I, I still have collections of, of Marvel cards too. Oh, dude, I had a shit ton of Marvel cards. Yeah, I still have my Marvel cards too. What's crazy is the baseball cards from like the 80s and 90s are worthless. Yeah, it, it's, they're just so, so many. They overproduced all of them. They're like, yeah. yeah, man, it's worth like five bucks. Maybe. Yeah, the only, only ones that are worth anything are those super ultra rare, like, gold Go- cards, hologram Go- cards. The old real, cards. The real hard to find stuff. Really old or really rare. Like, unique. Yeah, super rare. rare, super rare, super unique. Like, you know how those books, like Beckett and all that, used to show, like, the odds? Yeah. Like, like, you could definitely tell, like, the price of it was dependent on the odds of getting one in a deck. The higher mm-hmm. the odds, the higher the price. So, right. Which like, makes sense. I, I have, like, six Derek Jeter, like, rookie cards. And I think I might, just with those six, I might be barely over $200. Yeah. Yeah, there's a ton of, like, they have to be, like, super <laughs> specific, like, type of card from some specific type of brand and type of line because but here's the thing too though like i have i I really need a time to just sit down and just like i probably need almost a whole week to dive through every card and like like i could probably even off those little dollar two dollar three dollar cards i could probably make a lot of money just getting rid of them because i need to get rid of them and I'm okay with giving them a normal price. But, but see, the thing it's going is, to take me a week to go through it. Those dollar, two dollar cards, you, you still have to find somebody to buy them. Yeah, yeah. they would. And I probably have to put them in like some kind of package. Well, the yeah. other thing too, you got to keep in mind is like this is the thing. Like I remember back in the day was a, was a big deal, and it's even more so now. But some things like out of your control too. Like the the price you can get for something is also dependent on the quality of the card. Yep. So yeah. if it's not if it's not in pristine quality, like the, and not just physical quality, they look at the print quality too. Like for the card to be like a top rated or like top top price card, it has to be not just in mint condition, like the edges and the actual like paper, but it ha- it can't have any like print Lines. like like any kind of quality problems. Like you could get the best card out there that you're looking for, and it might be some slight imperfection. That drops it down a tier as far as like its condition, which is completely out of your hands, and it could make it worth less money. Well, see, uh, it's just nuts. Like the, yeah. the lengths people go to and how they appraise these cars and stuff like that is it's nuts. Also, also speaking to how popular it's gotten here lately, the the largest and most prestigious card ranking uh, company has paused. All of it, all their ranking right now. Like they're like, we have too much. We're behind, and in order for us to catch up, we have to just stop taking people's money, <laughs> so we can rank all these cards and then get them back out. The only service that they do offer is their highest paying service, which is three hundred dollars. And I don't know what all that $300 entails. I just know that's a lot of money just to figure out if your card is a 10, a 9.5, or a 7. <laughs> yeah. 
I would only pay that much if I knew my like if I knew I had a card that was in like multiple th- worth multiple thousands of dollars. I would right. I would I would make that I would make that sacrifice to get the certification to get the most out of it. Right, especially mm-hmm. if I'm like I'm doing this just to get rid of it. Yeah, like I'm gonna mm-hmm. get this. I'm gonna figure out how much it's worth, and then I'm gonna get sell it immediately and make all my money back. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. One day I'm gonna I'm gonna go through and try to get them all figured out and get rid of what I want to get rid of and keep what I want to keep. But the thing is, I just don't want to throw any away. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll tell you what, you have a you have a blast with that. I still have yeah. some somewhere, and I don't know if I'll ever do anything with them. I don't know what kind of condition they're in anymore. I don't even remember what I have, so. Sometimes that's what sucks about, like, having so many collectibles from the 80s, 90s, is that they just was so overproduced that you're like, maybe it's worth something. And then you look at it and you're like, oh, (laughs) but I have so many of them, so maybe I can make some money if I get rid of all of them. (laughs) It's kind of cool, though. I used to be super into it, and I think it's cool if it's really making a comeback. It might be my time to actually try to do something with what I have and that or go find some stuff that I always wanted. Um, so another kind of unique uh, situation, Bonnaroo is back. Yeah. They released their lineup, uh, was it yesterday or day before yesterday? Or Monday? Yeah, it, I don't know what day it is. <laughs> no, it's Thursday. Or day they it was. It, they released it yesterday. Um, but it was leaked on like Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, because my wife, yeah. I think maybe even Sunday, uh, because my wife was talking, we were talking about it, and she just mentioned, you know, some of the main artists while we were, might have been when we was coming back from East Park, but um, a lot of about the lineup set. I'm pretty. It's pretty much the same lineup as it was supposed to be. What's so, Foo um, Fighters, Lizzo, Tyler uh, the Creator, Lana Tyler the Ray. Creator. Same in Paul, yeah. Megan the Stallion. There you go. That's all the uh, headliners. Those are the headliners. Okay. Friday's lineup might be my favorite. Friday's? Yeah. Uh, What's Friday got? Friday, well, the ones I'm interested, the ones I'm probably going to go see, or I'll try to go see, uh, Big Wild, Ellie, because I think he's uh, going to be doing Country Grammar. He'll be touring that. That's funny. Um, and then Jack Harlow, I'll probably go see him. Yeah. Deftones, just because it's I high mean, school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have to go see my high school, you know, friends. Uh, Glass Animals. If y'all don't listen to Glass Animals, you're fucking crazy. They're really good. I'm fucking uh, crazy. I have to go take a look. Dude, Glass take Animals. Take a listen to me. Fucking awesome. Um, they when I was doing Tasty Jams, I think they had like three or four songs. Uh, Run the Jewels and Foo Fighters. That's pretty good. It's a yeah. good day. Um, so, so you already got tickets and everything set? That's, that's a full oh, day. Oh, yeah. Our <clears throat> tickets rolled over, so we just rolled over. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So um, we already had everything set up. Um, Saturday, the ones, I'll, like, Saturday doesn't seem to be that big of a day. Like, I'm not interested in seeing Lizzo. Tame and Paula would be good to see. 
Uh, G Easy, uh, he's all right, but I'm not just super interested in seeing him. Um, he's pretty Jid, decent live. I seen uh, him at the uh, Voodoo Fest when we went to it a few G-Eazy. years back. G Easy. Oh, um, Jid is there. I'm, I'm excited about seeing him. Kevin Gates, I'll probably go see some of his. Gates. Uh, Phoebe Bridges and Tame Paula. Those are the ones like I really want to go see. That's a good day. Yeah, so it'll be a good. Nah, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like Saturday is usually the day we just kind of post up in a single area, and we usually try to catch as many shows in one spot as we can without moving too much. Yeah, it's a nice day. Looking at the Saturday lineup, I would probably be in that same boat if I was there, Um, just because I feel like Fridays to go hard in the paint because there's just so many people. On Friday, right. and then, um, but like the live and smaller acts on Saturday, I can probably sleep in <laughs> and like chill. <laughs> I don't even know later if I'll on. be there uh, Sunday. Sundays are usually the day I leave, even though Leon Bridges would be good, Lil Baby would be good. Yeah, the struts. Camp, Trust, yeah, camp would be really good to see. I'll take that back. I'd like to see camp. See A A M P. They're good. What about Peekaboo? I don't know who they are. <laughs> Peekaboo? There's there's a band on there, or I don't know, maybe it's a single act, but uh, Peekaboo. Hmm. Um, as always, there's at least Peek-a-boo. like three or four names on the binary list of artists or bands that are just. Like, are you okay? Are you serious? That might be one of them, but I did. There was one. Oh man, I'm gonna have to find it. But uh, you're not a. Uh, so the Thursday is the Grand Ole Opry with uh, a lot of their guests, which is intriguing that they do that. Uh, I don't know how many people actually go for that, but I think it's cool that they pull that off. But Friday, if I was going, I'd probably try to see. Probably a little bit of everybody in the top tier. I mean, Foo Fighters for sure. Megan Thee Stallion if we could, but I would probably not give up Foo Fighters to see Megan Thee Stallion. Although if my wife was with me, she'd probably we'd probably have to go back and forth because uh, I'm sure they're going to be playing close to the same time. Uh, Run the Jewels is obviously a must. I've seen them a couple times, and they're so awesome live. Um, Definitely see Deftones. Um, Young Thug, I would go see if it wasn't in the way of anybody else. Jack Harlow, too. Grace Potter is really good live. She can play the hell out of the guitar. Um, we're seeing for a little bit. Nelly, obviously. Are you going to everybody on Saturday? <laughs> I'm just uh, the ones that I like. Oh, okay. Uh, and then that's probably it. Everybody else could be just like if I'm walking by. But Saturday would be my big day. And yeah, then, Saturday's, uh, Saturday's usually a pretty big day. Um, that's usually where they put in all the big names, jam pack it in. Pack it in. My morning jacket. I've just seen that on there. And then, yes, Sunday, so we got Tyler the Creator, Lana Del Rey, Little Baby, 
Dead Mouse. I'd probably go check out Dead Mouse. Thing on Bridges. Brittany Howard's always good, but the baby. Not the baby. It's little baby. The baby. I always get them confused. Please say the baby. <laughs> but it's cool. I'm, I'm glad that uh, like you're able to go this this year, Seth. Yeah, and it's going to be in September, so that's going to be really good. Hopefully cool weather, mm-hmm. hopefully no rain, and I can just chill, have some fun. Will you be doing the uh, Instagram stories like uh, two years ago? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'll probably do that again. It wasn't it wasn't that hard. It didn't take up much time, and it was thought it was pretty fun, so I'll do that again. I always look forward to hearing about the weird stories oh, in, the, in, the, in the interactions. I just, uh, I hope. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Decent neighbors. I did tell y'all about, I can't remember if I told you about the guy we thought was dead in his car, right? Yeah. <laughs> At our yeah. campsite. Because the windshield wipers were on. That is the story. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure I told it. If, if y'all want to go back and listen to that Bonnaroo story, I think it's episode like seven or eight. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Go back and listen to it. Deep in yeah, the it's been a minute. Oh, in the, there's in the there's annals a, of Big Tanner Roots history. Yes. Here's the funny name that I found on here that I was trying to look for is Uncle Acid. <laughs> but everybody's got one of those. Everybody yeah. does. Uncle Acid with somebody. Like, it's so small. And the deadbeats. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, all right, so Bonru, look forward to it. It will be, I guess, Labor Day weekend. Super exciting! All right, so what we, what we, what we got? We got we, uh, we going got, uh, into uh, Falcon Winter Soldier here. Yes. Sorry, Bob I was trying Rude to. And Soldier Boy, <laughs> as I like to call him. So, what do we think about Episode Two? Oh, I'm glad that they're finally together. Uh, I'm glad there's some action. Can I jump in there uh, real quick? I just want to ask y'all something. Jump in. So the one part that I've been disappointed with so far, like I'm still I'm still waiting for the story to kind of like blossom and everything. But so they showed Bucky by himself, like living alone and doing his thing and going out and whatever. And then they showed, you know, Falcon out here doing his thing. And then Bucky just kind of shows up. Yeah. I thought that was weird. There were you didn't really see any kind of. Communication between between the two of them, or any kind of inclination that they're going to run into each other, it's just they both ended up at the same place at the same time. And he's like, "Hey, I'm coming with you." Well, no, he got mad because he gave the shield up, and so I think that's why he showed up. But I mean, they, like, they, like I, know, yeah, I knew he was mad, but like it's just weird that like they didn't show any kind of communication to them prior to like. Him just showing up. It was it, it was just weird. It was weird to me that it just out of nowhere. Now there's well, that's one thing his psychiatrist was talking to him about was like you have all these missed calls from so and so that you don't return, and he was just kind of like, uh, uh, I'm the Winter Soldier. Uh. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna have to go back and look because that is kind of intriguing me now that you mentioned it. But it was just yeah, I, I, it was like I actually noticed it was, it, was very, like, it was a very weird transition. It's just like it went from them. I thought they were gonna like lead into them like kind of a little bit. Like he was gonna he was gonna call them and be like or something. 
I need you. And he's like, I thought there would be some me. some interaction between them over the phone or something, something. But it was just like he's, not, he's, he's there. Something a little not, bit more solid to kind of bring them together. Then, but it wasn't. See, the, what I think was weird about it was is their two timelines separate from each other. They didn't line up with me. You know, it wasn't a as this is happening, this is happening. It felt like it was days apart. Yeah. So like you really so didn't like, know where they were where they were at. In the timeline wise. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's not as much time as it seems for him to just pop up out of nowhere. Maybe he saw him give him the shield and he's like, uh fuck that. I gotta get on a plane. Or I gotta kinda, I gotta I guess yeah, it really weren't kinda, kinda you kinda you, you kinda knew where like Falcon was. I'm not sure if I remember where they said that, that Bucky was. Like when he was in the city. I can't remember what city it, it was. It made it seem like it was New York. Yeah. But it probably it, that's just what they wanted it to make you feel. So but it could have been any major city. It could have been it, Atlanta yeah. for all we know. But then they both end up in some undisclosed location getting on this airplane. So I was just like... I still think he was in Atlanta. Louisiana when he got on the airplane. Okay, I, I just think you it, there. It's a minor thing. I just I, immediately when I saw them together in like the next scene, I'm like, what? Well, that's that's kind of where I'm at as far as like, I'm really hoping that episode three kind of pulls a little bit more things together, which I'm sure it will because we'll be kind of in the middle, directly in the middle of this series. So I'm hoping that it pulls a lot of more loose ends together. Which typically does. I mean, look what happened with episode three in Wandavision. Yeah. I mean, you just kind of hope that it's brings everything full circle and then pushes forward to where where it's going. Yeah, it's like not not a, not a lot happened, but it was it was cool to see like the interaction between them two and then the interaction with the new Captain America. Who's kind of I saw like, like you hear all this stuff about how all this cool stuff he did, but he seems like he's probably going to be being kind of a douchebag. Yeah, and, and he's and he's already very different from the regular Captain America because he straight up shot somebody. I don't really agree with like my thing is, is I think a lot happened in this episode. I don't know necessarily is. I mean, you learn a lot of backstory in this episode. We I guess when I, was, when, I, when I say that, I mean a, I guess to progress the story forward. I mean, well, no, this uh, everything like we learned that there was a black Captain America. We learned he has his has a grandson. Mm-hmm. Um, Which well, that was that was that was cool. And what, yeah, there was a lot of stuff. That's well, what I'm saying. We need to pull it together a little bit. Is, with the black grandson, why that's important is is he's the Patriot in the Young Avengers. Oh, yeah. that's right. So that's important. There's a lot of things that are happening that are progress the Marvel story more so than the story that's in here. Yeah, I like, guess that's what I, they, they, threw, they threw a lot of like interesting tidbits out there, but... You we still don't. You still don't know a lot about where where this is going yet. Yeah, that's actual, what I'm saying. Like, it, it all needs to get pulled together and start pushing forward. And they because will. there's a lot of it's different just stuff of, just here and there. Yeah, it's just a matter well, of time. Well, like we know the Flag Smashers want it to go back to when the blip happened before the yeah, blip, which is a huge that's, thing. That's what their goal is. And, and the fact that they're all super out, soldiers too. Like, well, we also found out that the Flag Smashers are running from more than one group of people. Yeah. So we have another bad person that was that was brought in. But I have a weird feeling uh, they're going to wind up being like good guys for something. Which no, he's not a good guy. Come to find out, 
he could be where the super soldiers come from. I'm not going to divulge into that because if I do talk about what I read and what I watched the, over the week, it'll be some spoilers, and I don't want to mess with Kenny. I'll do it. <laughs> but I can't remember his name. What's his name? Oh. Of the Flag Smashers or uh... the other bad guy? Baron Zemo? No. He had a weird name. It was a it was a thing. It wasn't a name. Oh, oh I'm not sure. The client, not the client, but the uh, what did they call him? Well, when, well, while we're thinking of that, one no, thing so y'all talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. thing that was funny that was when they were in the jeep, and then um, the the new Captain America sidekick. Said his name was Battlestar, and Buggy was like, I'm getting out. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably my uh, favorite scene in episode two, where you could tell that they're like the old salty, you know, and these guys are like trying. I feel like they're trying, but ultimately it feels a little like this isn't going to end well, uh, just because I feel like the Captain America guy is just too, I think, I don't know if we said it, but it just feels very Homelander-ish from... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I feel like he's feels definitely very Homelander-ish. They've they've thrown a couple things out there. They make him seem like a very like American hero, goody two shoes on the surface. But he's done a couple things that um that caught my eye. Like he's probably not as well. I'm wondering as he seems. I'm wondering. I think that he's like genuinely good, but I think that all the pressure and all the like trying to live up to Steve Rogers is going to get to him and it's going to turn him. But I have seen something, and now I kind of don't want to say it because of... Then don't say it. <laughs> so so if, you I'll, saw I'll if you saw something that wasn't in the show, then we, we don't well, know. Well, I don't know if it was, and maybe I don't we'll know... Maybe, maybe we won't talk about it. We'll I don't know. So, um, I'm so mad I can't remember who that was. But um, what were y'all just talking about? We're talking about the... the, the I said that the new Captain America seems very Homelander-ish. From the yes, boys, he sucks big time. <laughs> but he's he done, like his track record and everything is like phenomenal. I can see why they wanted him to be Captain America. But we oh, were saying yeah. like I feel like that he's gonna turn because of all the pressure and just trying to live up to Steve Rogers. And I think he's just finally gonna be like screw it. And then you know you got Bucky and and uh, and Falcon kind of being like salty that they're kind of like the new duo. Uh, another cool scene too, just kind of skipping around. I don't think I don't think they're salty that they're their new duo. I think they're salty that he. Is, I don't Battlestar. They could give a shit about Battlestar because no, they, no, no, I'm saying they're, 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 they're salty the about the whole I, situation. I think they're salty because that guy is being a douchebag about replacing Captain America. And I think it's more. I think it's more that there is a Captain America than anything. Yeah, well, yeah. I think Bucky's more salty than – I feel like Falcon is sort of like, oh, shit, I made a mistake, but he's not really all the way there yet. And Bucky's like – like, I feel like he's like, they should have gave it to me then. I think I think, the, I think they both probably came to grips with it when they put the shield in glass. They were both working under the impression that the Captain America Monica, moniker was going to die with Steve Rogers. Yeah. And they kind of came to grips with it, and before they could even kind of grieve, I guess, with the thought of there not being a Captain America, they replaced him. Yeah. And I feel like that's going to be the biggest 
I think that's the biggest struggle <laughs> for both of them. I don't think it's more like this guy shouldn't do it. It should be me. I think it's just more or less like Bucky's mad at um, everything at Falcon mostly because he felt like St- like Steve tried to hand him the mantle and he turned it down. Now that's his choice. Mm-hmm. So he's mad at him mostly for that because one, you know, that's just how he is. Yeah. But if he wouldn't have turned it down, they wouldn't have gave it to this other guy either. So I think he's 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 more bitter at at Falcon for turning it down simply because it gave somebody else the opportunity yeah. to have the to have the shield. So I'll say this though, when he caught the shield, I got kind of hyped. When they were on the train, or not the train, the, uh, or was it the train? No, it was on the vehicle, Tra- right? Tracker, tracker trailer. Tra- yeah, on the trucks. Uh, Thank you. Uh, okay. The Flag Smashers are running from the Power Broker. Oh, Let's yeah. continue. That's right. Jesus. Yeah, because the one guy died because he, because he took the light pole down or whatever. Oh, Which, let me point something out. Let me point something out, right? So, so. He went out there to delay them, right? Yes. He knocked down the light pole, and he stood out there, and he ran towards them. Correct. What he could have done is knocked down the light, the light pole, ran back to the airplane, and then just got on it because the light pole it was stopped. Very weird. They literally stopped when the light pole fell down. What? Okay, yeah. I agree. But you know what else he could have done after he knocked down the light pole, Kenny? Ran off into the bushes. Ran and knocked down another light pole. Yeah. <laughs> And then guess what he could have done after that? Just made a whole string of light poles down. And then ran to the airplane? Yeah. I mean I don't think I don't he know. had to die. No, the thing I is guess, too, like his I was, like, was like, like I was like, he didn't have I, to die. I don't think he had to die. <laughs> I think he wanted to die. I think he was like, This whole situation is weird. So <laughs> I'm just gonna help the only way I know how. Um, they weren't in a super hurry to get out of there either. <laughs> like, this dude's over here laying his <laughs> life down, and they're just like looking out the like out the door, casually, like, uh, casually yeah. loading these boxes. Like, y'all need to go. He's and doing this for a reason. They fly off, and they still left some behind. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> like, they were watching. Like, dang, this is crazy. Are y'all watching this? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, they just got know, some popcorn right? and sat down for a minute. Like, oh, oh shit, he's he's though. actually. You really going to do it? But at least, at least the cool thing with this episode was they did end up like, I, and we knew it was coming because they kind of advertised it. But they're going to go like talk with Baron Zemo. Yeah. And they've kind of been they've been foreshadowing like that classic Baron Zemo like outfit and all that stuff. So I don't know how all that stuff's going to come into play. But that, that, just, that'd be kind of that's kind of cool though. Can I say one scene that I think could have absolutely been left out of this whole thing? is whenever he gets him out of prison, he's like, I want to talk to y'all outside. And they go talk outside. He's like, you know, we need to be together. We did it. And they're like, it's easier for us to work because we don't have, we don't have to go through channels. So it'd be easier if we don't work with you, which makes sense. Yeah. You're, 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 you have rules. We don't. Yeah. So, and then he goes, well, I'll tell you what, since you don't want to work with me, just stay out of my way. Stay out of my way, brother. If that whole scene had just been cut out, they could have added something else in to help push the story along. I think they're really trying that to... That was dumb. I think that was their <laughs> way of like trying to push that whole, like, this guy's, Captain, like America, this guy's Captain America, but he's an asshole, so don't like him. He, 
you don't tell him what to do. He tells you what to do because he's Captain America. He has done Which, one cool thing so far, though. I'll give him credit for this. When the guy was falling, uh, with Battlestar, where was falling off the semi, and he threw his shield under him to save him before yeah, he hit yeah. the ground, I was like, yeah. that was pretty cool. Do you want to hurt your feelings real quick? That part where he was, uh, he did all that shot for shot. What Captain America did with, I believe it was Bucky in a fight. From, oh, he was throwing uh, down with the shield. I from, uh, from another uh, Marvel movie, like oh, that's the that's, same. He, that's fine. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm saying that's the only that's the only cool thing that that guy's done so far. I just think that was pretty cool. It's kind of like they're gonna do this. They're gonna show you like they, they kind of play homage, I guess you could say. So like it's Captain America's done that before. So it's like he's still doing it. He's still Captain America. He ain't Captain America, except he has a gun. <laughs> He's not my Captain America. Golly, Battlestar gets on my nerves so much. <laughs> like I don't know why. In what way? It's just because he's just just because he's like kind of just there, or he's just there. He doesn't do anything, and he's super corny. Like, he's pretty corny. but he's very positive though. I guess I don't know. He looks like Pete Davidson. It's just my whole brain. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. How does he look like Pete Davidson? I can't wait. I can't wait for tomorrow to see how I can make this guy look like Pete Davidson. (laughs) He just looks like Pete Davidson. Which I are you thinking about Tommy Davidson? No, Pete Davidson. Okay, I'm gonna have to really have an open mind. Richard. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, why you gotta be Tommy Davidson? Look like black people. Black people can look like white people. <laughs> why you gotta be Tommy I mean, Davidson, man? Yeah, I know. Come on, Richard. What, what are you trying to say? Because he doesn't look like him at all, and I thought you got his name wrong. He looks like Pete Davidson. All right. Hold well, on, look. Stay tuned tomorrow for. <laughs> I'm. That'd be the first thing I'm looking for. They have for. a cast change. <laughs> In the middle of this. No. You're you're, you're sticking with that. I mean, I, I said it. I can't Tommy, wait. I can't wait to find out. Are you sticking with Tommy Davidson? I, I don't think it looks like either one of them. But I thought you were getting like the names mixed up for some reason. No. Okay. <laughs> now I'm going to be really paying attention to that tomorrow, and that might have been your goal. But, anyways, so how do we feel overall about this episode? I thought it was cool. Like the action scenes were cool, and you got to learn a little history. And with the talk about Baron Zemo, you got something to look forward to next week. So there was a little, little bit of story progression, and a little bit, a lot, a lot more backstory than anything. But I, I think at least they gave you something to kind of look forward to. They kind of showed you kind of what directions it might be going, but they still didn't really tell you a whole lot, which kind of seems like that's just kind of what they do. So. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm still I'm excited to see what's gonna happen on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I can't right now. No, you can. You're about to. Man, do you want to or not? I'll give you partial credit now that you're. <laughs> now that I'm, now, now now that that I'm, I'm looking at them side by side, now that it's I'm a little bit better case. a case than 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 I originally thought. So. You are talking. You are talking about fifty percent of the brain trust that said Mike Hart and Mike look alike. Kevin Hart and Mike look alike. Mike Hart. Mike Hart. 
And I can see that too, though. But I didn't see yeah, this exactly. until just now. I mean, but all right. Okay. I mean, yeah. Okay. There's there's some similarities there. Now, first off, it's not as big of a reach as y'all thought it was. Was it? it wasn't. Not, as it's big not. Enough. It's not. It's not. Thank you. And now that's all I <laughs> fucking see every time I look at battle. Now, so. now you pawn that off on us too. Now that's all I'm gonna see. Yeah. Um, um, it makes me it, wonder where your mind goes sometimes, but don't, you know. don't, 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 please God, don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to yourself um but I, you know it's an episode every season's gonna have an episode like this where you know they're setting up for the big ending yeah you gotta and have those transitional episodes everything's not gonna be like these big major reveals or these big you know you're not gonna you're not gonna get it all at one time so and, and the good thing that the good thing is it is a short series yeah so sooner than later we're gonna get a lot of a lot of story movement. So I mean, it yeah, has I to. think with tomorrow's episode is where I think uh, you can really judge this series. Like so far, you can't. So looking forward to seeing it tomorrow. Yes. Yep. Um, right, while while we're on the subject of comic books, before we move forward, um, I found a really good YouTube channel that I will. Uh, I recommend if you are wanting to get into collect comic books and comic book storylines and stuff like that, or just figure out more about a comic book character. It's this YouTube channel called Comics Explained. The uh, slogan is give me 30 minutes and I'll make you a comic expert. They not <laughs> only do characters, but they do characters specific to a storyline when they break it down inside of that. Like, and uh, one of the things he has, it says new to the X-Men start here. And so it says the X-Men mutant chrono- chronologically. And so it's just right. X-Men storyline explained chronolo- chronologically. I can't talk about it. Jeez. <laughs> character by character, storyline by storyline. Um, and then it's they even have some that's like the Secret Wars 1984, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it, they have a lot of stuff on there. It's really cool. That's how I got into a lot of the backstory for Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think the guy does a good job. So if you're interested in it and you enjoy watching YouTube stories, um, they're about 30 minutes a piece. Some of them are shorter, but they're a lot of fun. I'll I, probably I check it out. Yeah, it's worth watching. Um, but yeah, that's the only plug I have this week. So what else is worth watching? Segwaying <sighs> into The Office, the office season, season one finale. finale. Yes. Hot Pam. <laughs> Hot Pam. A.K.A. Right. Katie. Katie. Um, pretty much what happens, this episode is about um, a lady comes in and asks if she can sell her purses in to like just different employees, see if anybody wants to buy anything. Um, and yeah, she wants to set up shop in the office. Yeah, before Michael could even say yes or say no, like he was like, no, we don't want anybody. It's a distraction. Blah. He didn't see her. He looks up and sees her. She's attractive female. And he goes, well, of course she can sell her purses in here. And she <laughs> can stay here all day long. Um, and the hey. person that's playing Katie is, uh, dang, I just blanked on her Her real name, is a pretty known actress now. And I was wondering yeah. if maybe this is her first, one of her well, first you know, gigs. You know it's a bigger story than that? What was that? That's Pam's sister in real life. Really? Oh, wow. I know that. Yep. That's intriguing. Crazy. 
Um, so the episode's entitled. It makes it even better once you know the episode or seen the episode. Right. Yeah, uh, episode's entitled Hot Girl. And as you it's say that, yeah, simple. they do do look like they could, I mean, they are sisters. I mean, but... guys, if y'all would just listen to me, I'll tell you who looks like who. I won't steer <laughs> you wrong ever. I'm batting two for two. I don't know tonight. if you'll ever get Boosie as Gambit, uh, convinced. Boosie doesn't look like Gambit. Little Boosie is Gambit. He Focus. just Back needs to, to be Focus, Back, to Back to the office. Back to the office. Back to the office. you back in. So we open up. Michael's on the phone. And I'm going to be real honest with you. I am Michael in meetings. That is me 100%. You're in Michael in what? In meetings. Like he was oh, on a okay. phone call and he's got phones in his keyboard. And he's just kind of like. Uh, yeah, he's not paying attention do, at all. Doing everything but what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of me whenever someone's like, and uh, what we're going to do here now is we're going to do this, and everybody has to do this. I'm just like nodding. What am I nodding at? I have no idea. But I'm, I'm just, I'm struggling to try to stay awake. I don't care how much caffeine I've had or how much energy I have. As soon as we break out into like a meeting and one person is up there like blah, 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 to graphs, charts, I'm like falling asleep with my eyes closed. Like I'm seeing like doubles of stuff because I'm trying to focus on staying awake. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, like this is boring, but it's not that boring. Like, what? It's like automatically puts me in sleep mode. <laughs> yeah, I think if people realize that, all right, in meetings we need to have someone talk, but don't talk longer than a minute and thirty seconds. Yes. When you're done, that. switch it with someone else. Let them talk about something else, and maybe you come back to your topic later. But let's just keep it moving. The I goal is yeah. what. Any refreshments? Yeah, always gets refreshments. The, gets the people going. Um, For the most part, uh, meetings that I'm – just a quick side note – are pretty decent and everybody's pretty good doing that, being short, quick, and try to get everything, like, moving along. But man, we did this Microsoft 365 uh, training. It was brutal. It was the most brutal thing I've sent th- set through since, like, high school. <laughs> oh. Um, God, it was I, so bad. Anyways, uh, so back to the office. Back to uh, this is Katie. You so know? Katie is played by uh, Amy Adams, yes. who you would know from Talladega Nights and uh, several other movies. Uh, red hair, uh, but she's yeah selling purses in the office. And so what's funny is is when Michael talks to her, he mentions a uh, uh, small businessman. That magazine comes up like multiple times through the series. And yeah, I never he, realized. Yeah. When he was talking about how he had a subscription to like the airline magazine, oh, that man. was the funniest thing to me because it's like as soon as I get on the airplane, I grab that shit and I start reading through it. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. This That's cool. And so like you were like, when he said that at first, you were like, I can see that. I can yeah. see that. And then you were <laughs> like. Who the hell subscribes to an airline magazine? <laughs> yeah, you get excited to read it when you're on the plane. You don't have anything to do. Uh, not, you don't like look forward to it coming. They have in the, the mail craziest items too. They oh, the wildest items. Um, I think we can all agree when Michael really started hitting on her, it was super creepy. Dude, yeah, he looked. Oh. Like he, he was like super chauvinist. Douchebag like, man. When he called, he called her like Pam six six point or something like that. Dude. The way he was just like eye bulging, just staring at her. I was like, "Is he fighting off a boner right now? What is his deal?" 
He I don't was know who weird, was creepier, man. him or Dwight. Dwight was super creepy, man. Dwight wasn't okay. See, I have a take on Dwight. He wasn't uh, as pushy. He wasn't as pushy, but he he he, was, he okay. wasn't as creepy. He's just a guy. Like okay, there's a difference. Michael is creepy. Dwight doesn't know how to talk to women. So he's just awkward. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. That's because true. he wasn't super offensive. Michael was like, "Oh, really? Yeah, Michael I'll do very, that to you." I yeah, just he was very it. predatory. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, he was I, treating her like like you know how like you could see like some douchebag in the club or something like gets a girl a drink or whatever, right? So now he feels like she she's obligated to talk with yeah. him and whatever now because he bought her a drink or at the bar or something. And it's kind of like he kind of felt like, "Hey, I mean, I got you this coffee. Like we we go together now or something like." Right. Or Dwight's more like. Hey, I picked this flower up. Talk to me for five minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah, I grabbed this here. Please, <laughs> please be my friend. Uh, so let me uh, let me hit the I, notes real quick. Oh wait, sorry. Were we? Oh no, you're good. I was just gonna say. I thought you whenever, were. Whenever, uh, whenever, like Kevin, like oh, Kevin God. said that to <laughs> Pam, he's like, "I bet you're super jealous." Like that's just what Kevin does. Kevin's just the guy that comes out and goes. You know, we really didn't need to have that said, but you said it. <laughs> she was like, what did she say? She was like, her feelings were hurt. God. She was like, it was a very rude thing to say or something like that. And he just was just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just, that's Kevin. Kevin's just going to do that. He's going to come in. He's going to do that. But he gets his eventually, which everybody laughs at. And it's a very notable um, time. Can I say this? Uh before I do any notes, is this might be my favorite gym episode. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So far. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's really good in this one. Um, his character blossoms, some would say. What I like uh, next, uh, I said Kevin, and then Toby, when he goes back there and talks to Toby. Dude, he shit on Toby. Like, <laughs> like, this is the thing with Toby. Like, I feel bad for Toby. I'm one of those guys that likes Toby. And he's really not that bad. But it's just one of those, when you talk to Office fans, it's either you love, you like Toby or you absolutely hate his guts. Well, I guess, like, I guess really, his, his character must, I guess, progress as the, as it goes along. Cause you really, you just see him get shit on at this point. He didn't even get a, he didn't even have a chance to really do anything. No, like that's just him and Michael's relationship is Michael comes in and goes, Hey, Toby, and then takes a dump on him and then just kind of does whatever else he does. It's like whenever he introduced her, the and first he's the thing HR he said guy. was, right. And he was like, this is Toby. And he's like, oh, you went to this school. She's like, she didn't even show interest in Toby. She just said, yeah, I went there. What year did you graduate? And Michael was like, he's divorced. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as the attention so was bad. taken away from him, he just had to, like, make it oh. as awkward as possible. Yeah. So then, yeah, I felt really bad for Toby. Oh, like, I always kind of do. Uh, Jim leading Dwight on. Absolutely oh, man, that was the best. Oh, that was the best. Blooded. That uh, was funny to watch. Because he it's, did so much to set it up. Oh. It was oh, funny man. to watch him walk out of there with that purse, though, because he was like, he looked kind of proud, but then at the same time, he was kind of like, am I holding this right? Like, he just is really weird. <laughs> he was holding it really weird and looking around like. And it still had the plastic on it, right? Okay. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm you, like, 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 do you read GQ? <laughs> They're mini briefcases. <laughs> Dude, I swear oh. in the next episode, well, if he brings that thing in and has like his supplies in it and stuff like that, that'd be hilarious. I hope so. I really uh, hope so. 
I the one like thing that. that I liked about that was how much Jim did just to basically say, I'm going to make him buy a purse. Yeah. Like, he was like, the, it, the goal here is to buy, make Dwight buy a purse today. Yes. And that was it. Um, I said, as creepy as Michael is, she still needed a ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I've been in that situation where I'm like, oh, that person's my only option home. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dude, so he really dramatic. thought he really thought he had a date lined up, man. Like, <laughs> yes. which was absurd because there was no indication of that. I won't talk about the in his own yet, little world because we're not there yet. But yeah, it's so so uh, funny. And then, then Dwight and Michael fighting for the love of the same woman, which uh, is the weirdest part of the whole episode. Uh, just I don't know him asking Michael for permission. That was to weird ask, too. To ask Please. a woman out. Like, in the writing room, I can just see, be like, hey, we should make Dwight ask Michael for permission. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they put it out, and they're like, man, that part is really weird. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. You actually saw, you can see him be, like, emotionally hurt a couple times in this episode, like, in his face. Because then he was like, yeah, you know, (laughs) might, you know, stop by and get some coffee, and you know, and this and that. And Dwight's just like. Oh, he's acting like he, he's acting like he's stealing his girlfriend or something and telling him what he's going to do to her or something like that. And he's just kind of like he looks so like I, I don't know. I don't know what to, I don't know how to it's explain like it. The perfect way to explain it is like when you were in like middle school and you had a crush on a, on someone and that someone started like dating someone that you knew and you just was like, and they're rubbing that's in not the face. right person for that person. Yeah. And they're uh, just straight talking about it all the time, rubbing it in your face. Right. I guess, uh, oh yeah, uh, how many, how, how many of y'all did everyone laugh when you saw Dwight typing with a purse? Yes. Did everyone did think oh, that yeah. was hilarious? <laughs> he's really gonna, he's gonna make it work. Yeah, I'm like, wow, it. he went all in on that. <laughs> not a purse, man. It's, it's a mini briefcase. It's my mini briefcase. Um, what are, the fun, are did, so, he, did Michael so, ask Pam? Um, are futons really that? Like, what do women think about futons? They Is were, that who he asked? He no, no, no. Jim, they overheard. Yeah, yeah. He did ask her. If, he uh, asked, and then she said that to Jim, right? Yeah, yeah. and then she told Jim. Yeah. God. Like, then, are futons but really it's that funny. Bad? <laughs> it's funny because you're like, you don't really catch it at first, and you're like, wait a second, Michael sleeps on a futon. Right. Or he has about how much he has so much more money than everybody else there. He was the closest. He was the closest to a million dollars than anyone else there. <laughs> so yeah, and and here's another thing: when you see his car, yeah, it's another indication that Michael's full of shit because he thinks he has money, but he, oh. you know. Maybe he does, that, but he doesn't know how to use it. It was but, so funny when he grabbed him. Hey, we need to work on a special project. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, yeah, sure, absolutely. Like he's all oh, excited. His car was a freaking wreck, and it had. <laughs> I can relate. Well, oh man, I need to. I need to. What? I wrote down something on that in my notes that says. Hold on one second, because we're not there yet. Because we just skipped over one of the most important scenes in the show, is when Dwight asked Katie out. Oh yeah. Uh, I think that was afterwards, right? Nope. Dwight asked her. Nope, yeah. Photons, Dwight yeah, it was right. At, it was pretty much right after that. That's what, yeah. So no, 
because yeah. right after that, because then a power move was pulled off right before they cleaned the car out. No, no, no I'm saying that he did ask her before they went to the Oh, park. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, Dwight asking her out. Hey, is, give him props. He tried. Uh, he, shot, he, he shot a shot. It it was shot, a shot. Shoot or shoot. But, <laughs> like, I like that she told him, like, the way she told him no, she was like, no. Like, yeah. there was no cookie cutter. It's like, it's just, it's not happening, boss. But like, she's kind of entertained this Michael thing this whole time, which is weird. And I don't think she's weird. entertained the Michael thing as much as she's like, he is letting me sell my purses here. Yeah, and yeah that's true. He is giving me a ride home. Yeah, she's tolerating because she, she needs him. Dwight is not needed. He already yeah. bought a purse. No. <laughs> right. But, you know, hey, he went in there and tried, and that's all that matters. Yeah. He tried, and then he tried again because she was like, no. And he was like, no to what do you mean I can't speak to you in private? No to both. Meanwhile, isn't the, uh, like, isn't the boss of Michael's boss in there during this time? No, Angela is not. She's in accounting. Okay, I, I thought that was the other. But do y'all want to hear something funny? Angela and Dwight get together. In later seasons. Oh, really? That's that's crazy. That's, so that's funny. So that's funny. She's in the room when that happened. Another thing we haven't <laughs> talked about yet is the whole coffee situation and the coffee maker. Oh, God. And Starbucks. He ended up being like a coffee connoisseur overnight. And where he what got you? the where he got the coffee maker from was hilarious. I, I can't believe I forgot to mention the coffee maker, considering so it comes back in later seasons. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah. So what's funny about the coffee thing, this is what's really good about the writing in this. There's always these things that build up in each episode, and that's one of them. So the very first scene, you see him talking about a prize, and then later on, there's this coffee machine all of a sudden in the office, and he's using it. And then you find out it's the prize that he's supposed to be. And <laughs> um, and uh, what's his name is like, knows that it's supposed to be his. Uh, right. No, Stanley's like, Stanley, Stanley goes, uh, is that the coffee maker? That's the prize. He's like, yeah, it's easy to clean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it could have been like that's the other thing. The prize could have been anything. Yeah, it was just a thousand dollars, and I'm like, the only reason why it's a coffee maker is because she just asked. She asked for a cup of coffee to get him to leave the room. Yeah, and Michael just was like, oh, she likes coffee. That's my end with her forever. Yeah. And that's what so that's what I was saying is like so good about the writing because there's like three or four things going on, but it happens like sometimes suddenly, and it builds up, and then you find out at the end of the episode like the gym thing. If we want to go there uh, towards the end of the episode, uh, he goes in there, talks to her. Uh, it was really brief, and then he like the next thing you see is him out there getting brozoned by Pam of all things, which is pretty funny considering. What happens next, that they're walking out of the office for the day, and Michael's thinking, oh, man, I'm about to take her to get coffee. Oh, dude. He just thinks he's all in. We're going to skip over cleaning the car out? Oh, yeah. uh, We were, yeah. So we had, we need to go back to that. Oh, there's another part. There's another part with Pam, too, before that. It's kind of, it's kind of important. Jim, uh, Jim goes in there, does a complete power move, and is like, Hey, what's up? My name's Jim. I'm pretty awesome. She's like, my name's Katie. He's like, ah, that don't matter. 
let's go kick it. And she's like, okay. Um, which is funny <laughs> because he's watched, he sat there and watched Michael and Dwight do all of this. Yeah. And I think he didn't necessarily, I think he was honest when he said she's not really his type. Um, remember that conversation he had with yeah. Kevin and Roy? Yeah, and he's in the, like, in the uh, break room, he's like, yeah. Kevin, go stay away from my mom. He's like, too late, Kevin. Um, <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> I think he did that to kind of just be like, all right, y'all, I can do this. If I, like, it's kind of a chauvinistic thing to do. Yeah. And he's doing it to kind of rub it in Pam's face, to run a, rub it in Michael's face, and kind of in a weird way to rub it in Dwight's face. Yeah. You know, like, I'm just going to go ask her out. She is hot, whatever. You know, maybe we'll have something in common. I think, though, yeah. like, them being so weird worked in his favor. Because oh, imagine, like, you, all, all day you got these dudes being so awkward. And he just goes in there and is kind of casual and normal. So they, they almost made it, like, effortless for him. Because exactly. of how, how weird they were the entire day. But I thought it was interesting to see, like, when Pam found out that they were, like, going out to a movie or something like that, and she automatically jealous. started getting, like, super jealous and, like, mm-hmm. putting on some lipstick and all this stuff. And it's, like, yep. right after, like what you said, like, right after she just got done talking about how she was, He's like, his brother. brother. Yeah. 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 That's, super worse. Jealous. That's yeah. the worst. That's worse than friend zone. So... Are we all in agreement that that was way too many fillet of fishes in a car? Man, yeah. that's, that's what I wrote down in my notes was just, it said, Michael's car is a wreck, dot, 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 fillet of fish. Absurd <laughs> amount. Hey, what do you say? It's not. It's from a, like a whole month or something? Yeah. He was like, it was over the course of several months, and he's like, <laughs> still. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't care if it's a year's worth of fillet of fish containers. That's a lot of filet of fish. What's your that car gonna smell like with months old filet of fish containers? Uh, well, I mean that's why. Fish. But he had something for that uh, night sweat. Oh yeah, covered the scent of all that. The way he like touched his face with it, though. There's still some in the tube. Don't throw that out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was me with Aqua de Joe in high school. I gotta get every <laughs> little squirt out of this bottle that I can. Was what cheap, was the, uh, Burberry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Burberry. Um, uh, I said Michael gets nexted in the parking lot. You remember that old MTV show Next? Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that was the best. That was one of the best parts of the whole episode for me. Was that, and I couldn't wait until they were leaving to Ugh. see to see how he was gonna react. I knew yeah. it was coming, too, because of how subtle it was that they were, like, chatting. And then it just kind of cut to a bunch of stuff where Pam's bro-zoning him. And, like, Michael just thinks he's got all this in a bag. And I'm like, Jim's about to, like, sweep her away. And then you didn't have to do much. <laughs> no, I, guess sure. I, pictured, I pictured him getting, like, really angry or, like, saying something really dumb. But instead, it ended up being, like, the complete opposite. Like, he was, like... Trying to flag the guy away that was filming, like no, no, yeah, you don't. I don't want you to film this. Yeah, no, what's the, crazy? The, 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 what's funny ahead. is is he's loading the uh, purse into the suitcase, and he's like, I guess he's kind of taking a shot at Dwight. Maybe not. He's she's like, oh, is it heavy? He's like, no, it's not heavy. You sold a lot of purses today. And I was just <laughs> like, that was yeah, yeah. Everybody just kind of got it. Right Jim there. was a G in this episode, man. 
I need to par- point something out. That's not Dunder Mifflin's parking lot. Okay. That was not, like, it's not the parking lot they use at all. Like, this is the only time that that parking lot is, like, is that. I was watching, was at I was night. Like, that was weird. Like, it's not, like, you'll notice it. They have other night episodes. That's not going to be the same parking lot at all. Interesting. It's really weird. That's odd. The lighting must have been better that night. So I have yes. a, 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 the funny part about the inn and then, or, or I got a few notes that we haven't hit on if you want me to. Well, we're already getting We already well, we're pretty much at the end of the episode. We got Michael's special someone. <laughs> are his employees. Which yeah, I thought so was creepy. He said he had an everyday stand. <laughs> Instead of a one night stand. The funny thing is, is like he really thought that he had all this in the bag and then he's talking like post that he got this basically that like I, I don't, I'm not a one night stand guy. I'm a I do this for my people in the office. I'm an everyday stand guy. Well, it's what any guy kind of does to kind of protect his ego. But he's like, a, like he's like a crushed egomaniac, though. Like he's got he like yeah. he thinks he thinks much highly of himself, much more highly of himself than he than mm-hmm. he should by a, by a large margin. Yeah, by a big, 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 big. Like he, yeah, he never had a shot with Katie for sure. And it's one thing to have self confidence and to be a certain one, but to like. Yeah. He's delusional, so, though. To act like time. you're more than what you are. Yeah, he's, he's completely out of touch with reality. Oh, yeah. Which is funny, which is funny to watch. Very, very hard to watch sometimes, but... A line that funny. stuck out to me in this was the the uh, Dunder in the 80s. <laughs> they moved a lot of paper, and he was talking about cocaine. Right. Oh, paper, paper and coke. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, he's like, yeah, they moved a lot of papers. <laughs> and then um, the the white with the 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 I'll go talk to her about the origin of my last name. <laughs> oh, that was. And good, he thought that was line. hidden on hidden on her. He loves his his whole family lineage thing. Like he can't. Does he ever explain it? Like, do you ever get to find out if it's really like something crazy, Seth? What his last name, Shrew? Like, does he ever like go into detail about it? Like, does it? They, oh, he they goes ever into let detail him... about his family lineage a lot. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, that's pretty much his character is going into his family lineage. He also said whenever they was asking about motivation, he said sex, and then he was like, no, and he was like, okay, torture. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Such a weirdo, man. <laughs> He looked weird, but he looked he looked weird, but Michael was a creep. And like we kind of mentioned, they were different. Like it was like he's just weird, and it's almost like innocently. You can be awkward without being a creep. Yeah, but Michael knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's a that's a strange uh, way to end a season. By the way, <laughs> like yeah. I know they didn't what? know how it was going to go, but for it to be that, I mean, that's kind of a crazy weird ending to a season yeah it's uh it, they just kind of were like all right this is just what we got and this is how many episodes back, we had it. yeah if we come back we come back if we don't it's over no one's gonna see it 
So, but I'm glad it came back in season two. Episode one will be uh, next week. Unless we decide to do something different. So. Word. Word. Uh, that's all I got, fellas. Yeah, man. I say we wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap it up. Nice and tight. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children all ages, thank you for listening to this episode of Big Ted and Rich Podcast featuring yours truly, <laughs> Kenny Della Huse and Rich Head Palestine. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. I'm feeling like some, some golden Thank little, you. I'm not uh, done. You're just going to interrupt me now? Okay, sorry. I'm done. <laughs> 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 a little, little bit more upbeat, man. It could have been, been Golden Girls all over again. Oh, I, I might learn the Golden Girls theme song and sing it. It's a good song, man. <laughs> it's a great song. <laughs>